Hi, I'm Brenna Ardron, and you're listening to For Your Healing Pleasure. This life can be rocky, which makes healing a big part of it. I started this podcast as a space to explore all that promotes healing. Through the voices of guests, healers, and thought leaders, I hope you gain bits of inspiration for your own healing journey. I believe together we can heal. So without further ado, for your healing pleasure. Hello, everyone, and welcome to For Your Healing Pleasure. This week is going to be a solo episode, and I'm going to be talking a little bit about um, my journey in business so far and starting my spiritual business because it's been quite a journey within entrepreneurship and there I've made a lot of mistakes and I I'm sure that I will continue to make a lot of mistakes. Um, but I'm kind of in a shift and transition in spiritum, um, my, my business. And so I wanted to talk a little bit more about that transition through the lens of where I've been. So I always knew that I wanted to work for myself and be an entrepreneur and start my own business, Um, but I didn't always have clarity on what exactly that would be, and actually, I've had lots of different business ideas and business attempts um, over the years, so um, when I... I went to college um, at Pepperdine University and I studied public relations um, and that was inspired by watching The Hills um, in high school and seeing like Kelly Catrone's PR agency. Um, I don't know. It felt really cool and I was super interested in fashion. And so that was the direction I took. But while I was in college, I discovered that PR generally was not for me. And there were a few different reasons for that. I I didn't find it, the internships that I did and the experience that I had, I didn't find particularly rewarding. Um, but also, I, I really didn't love like the environments I was working in of like being in an office all day and then leaving and it was dark outside. And like, I just realized that didn't work well with my energy. Um, But by the time I came to that conclusion, I was already um, getting that major. So I graduated with that major. And then after um, graduating from school, I decided to go into hospitality and thought that I would eventually you know, run my own restaurant or um, open a restaurant of my own um, or do something within that realm of work. But I, in working at that restaurant and at hotels and stuff like that, I realized that I didn't really want to do that either. Um, I didn't enjoy the work and knew I wasn't going to be able to do that work long term. Um, But I also, a lot of the work that my managers were doing or like the, um, what I saw of my managers, they didn't seem happy. And so it definitely didn't seem like something that I was wanting to do long term. And I came to that discovery really when I was working um, at the restaurant that I worked at in LA 
Um, and I worked there for three years, but within the first year, I discovered that I didn't want to go into restaurant management and I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to take that path. Um, but I spent two years kind of discovering what I wanted to do instead. Now to backtrack a little bit, because there is some, there are some parallels within this story. So in college, I would say I started to dip my toe into um, spirituality a little bit by my through my discovery of astrology. I don't know exactly how I found out about the fact that we had an entire natal chart, but I remember discovering it the summer between my um, my sophomore and my junior year in college, and became immediately obsessed and like. Um, was spending hours like reading my free natal chart on Cafe Astrology and then immediately was trying to find out like all of my friends' sun, moon, and rising sign. I think that at an internship that I worked at, someone brought in like a book, a big like astrology book that they had at home that I was like reading from and all this different stuff. I'm not an astrologer and like that's not the path that I've gone. But it is interesting that like there were glimmers um, in college of me being interested in like this spirituality space, but I never really considered it to be like a true career aspiration because at that point in time, I didn't really know anyone that was in within that realm of career. Um, And yeah, I I just kind of like saw it as a hobby and a blip, but it was what I was spending the majority of my time thinking about or doing for that period of time. Um, and then, as I've talked about on this podcast, when I started, when I was working at the restaurant, and around the time that I discovered that I didn't want to go into restaurant management anymore, um there was, there were a lot of other things happening in my life. And you're, if you're curious about that, um, the first episode of this podcast, I'll link below, cause that goes into much more detail about that whole aspect of my life. First and second episode. Um, but the other like crisis that was going on around that time, which was like 24, 25 years old was, I really was, completely unsure about what I wanted to do for career. And I already had, so I'd already gone to college. I was already doing a career that was not my major in college, which was a little bit controversial to be doing anyways. And then to be in a, be in that career or, you know, working towards that career and then realized that I didn't want to do that either. I felt like such a huge failure because I was just like, what, what the fuck is happening? Like what I can't like spend my life kind of trying things. And then, um, like when am I going to land at some level of stability of what direction I actually want to go in? And so it felt very disorienting, but what I did during that time or a lot of was trying to find my escape through, you know, I'm going to say get rich quick schemes, but 
to be honest, like they weren't all like the traditional get rich quick schemes, but I mean, some of them were things like Amazon FBA or drop shipping or whatever, which, you know, um, people, there are some people that make money doing those things. And I was watching and um, following people that were making money doing those things. But what I wasn't following or wasn't looking at was what actually worked with my energy and worked within my interests. I, for a long time, was completely like, completely um, dismissing any of the skills that I had gained or any of the interests that I had and was currently investing time in and was instead looking at what other people are doing and what other people had had success in and kind of creating these, um, <laughs> creating this system where I was like, okay, so I'm going to build my business doing this arbitrary other thing that someone else has d- made a successful business out of. And I'm going to learn what they did and buy all the tools that they use and all this different stuff. And then I'm going to start that business so that I can create a bridge to actually have the freedom to do what I want to do for business, which is so complicated. And even as I'm talking about this, I'm remembering another business idea that I had that was similar to that. And at the time I was... um, talking to my therapist about it because it was something that I had been sort of working towards, but um, I didn't really have the skill set to do it naturally. And I didn't really have the resources to like immediately accessible to me to like get, gain all of the tools that I needed to actually start this thing. Like it was very complicated. And like my therapist eventually was like, cause she was like, why don't you explain to me what you want to do? And I explained like what I wanted to do and what my big plan was. And we realized together how complicated it was. <laughs> and it was just like, oh my God. But that was my whole, that was my whole life for a period of time of like kind of trying to jump on every bandwagon that I saw of someone that else that was in successful in business, hoping it, hoping that like that would somehow lead me to being successful in business in my own right and being able to pursue my own for like my own financial freedom and, um, you know, get out of this job that wasn't aligned with me. Um, and The other thing was I did have a lot of business ideas during that time that were good and, you know, I probably could have done, but weren't aligned with the resources that I currently had or weren't aligned with like even like the energy that I had at that time. So like I had an idea um, of like starting a meal delivery service because I think there are a lot of gaps in that market that I was experiencing. And I tried a lot of different meal delivery services. Um, and I was like, I could start something that is better and, you know, fill some of these gaps for people that are around me and myself and all this different stuff. But like to be able to do that would have need like I didn't have the skills necessary to do that. Like I didn't, um, I know because I've done a lot of research on this, that there are people that have started 
services similar to this um, for very small amounts of money. But like the way that I wanted to do it, like I basically like wanted to go to culinary school. It was going to be this whole big project and process. And, you know, it may have been an idea that was reasonable and feasible, but to be real, to be real about where I was at that time, it like was, it was something that I would have got into a lot of debt to do. And like, um, and also like, wasn't really what I was spending the most, most of my time doing at that point in time. Um, it was something that I would have been researching peripherally, but it like, wasn't really my core dream at that point in time. Um, there was another business that I thought of starting, um, that was around like small like party planning for like small events like birthdays and anniversaries and um proposals and stuff like that and there are people that have businesses similar to that and I definitely saw that there was like potentially a need to like for people like sourcing where to have their birthday party or where to you know different event spaces that weren't as well utilized in LA as they could have been or whatever like there were opportunities there, but again, it was like having the money and really the true interest to be able to do that and really invest in that. It wasn't like actually coming from a place of passion. Like some of it was, but it wasn't, it wasn't sustainable necessarily for, um, what I was continually interested in. Um, you know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a four-year healing pleasure episode if I didn't mention human design, but I'm a manifesting generator, which um, we have a lot of energy and our, you know, strategy is to respond to our environment. And, but one of the aspects of being a manifesting generator is sometimes you're going to have ideas that come through that feel really exciting for a period of time and then eventually fall off and, um, you have to honor that. Like, if this isn't working, I'm not going to force it anymore. Um, so eventually the pandemic happens and I, um, well, I guess I should say first. So during this time when I'm, you know, following all of these different, going on all these different goose chases of all these different business ideas I want to start, um, I'm also very heavily into like my spiritual journey or like the beginning of my spiritual awakening, um, whatever that means. And, um, I am, you know, going to breathwork meditation classes. Like there were periods of time where I was going like five to six days a week. Um, and I'm constantly researching about, you know, different aspects of spirituality and, manifestation and I'm, you know, utilizing and like researching all of these different tools and listening to podcasts. And like, that's the majority of how I'm spending my time. It's like, that's where my free time is going. And then, you know, I'm also spending time trying to like force all of these other various different business, um, ideas on the side. Um, and I pretty early on to like going into doing breath work, um, and, you know, kind of committing to it more, I 
was interested in potentially getting trained to facilitate for others and to like kind of teach about it. Um, But for whatever reason, I just like continually put it on the back burner because I was like, well, like, but what can I really do with that? Like, I mean, even though I had teachers that I was going to their classes that were making money doing sessions for private clients and all this different stuff, there was a ton of imposter syndrome around like me being qualified to actually do breath work as a business or like, I don't know, maybe even not having clarity on like what that would even look like or it it just didn't, for whatever reason, didn't feel practical, which is kind of funny to me now because I was doing all of these other things that, you know, uh, were much more impractical um, or pursuing all of these other things that like in my mind, I was like, well, this is easier to do than, you know, uh, training for something that you're already doing five times a week. I don't know why that seemed easier in my mind, but it, it did. So when the pandemic started, um, it like finally gave me the time and the space to actually like commit to doing training to, um, facilitate breath work. And, um, I trained online with, um, someone that I had already planned on taking his training in LA. His name's David Elliott. Um, and it gave me the licensing that I was like, even though I'm not certified by him, um, although, you know, I hope to at some point in the future, it gave me the licensing that like I was qualified to actually facilitate for others. And it gave me the momentum to actually begin practicing. And eventually I started my business after months of trying to start it the most perfect way ever, which, you know, um, in hindsight (laughs) was unnessary um, because there's no, there's not really a perfect way to start a business or like, you know, I spent so many hours researching like the perfect software to use for, you know, my email list or like the perfect like survey software to use or, you know, all this different stuff. Whereas like none of that ultimately matters um, or matters a lot less than like getting clear on exactly like who you're talking to or like what your service actually is, like what you're wanting to provide to people. Um, and you know, how you're going to share about all that stuff. Like I spent so much time on like my website and like getting the right logo and all this different stuff, which is great. And it's fine. And it's part of my experience. But like a lot of what I've learned is that, um, you know, there's, there's so much pressure put on like that external piece instead of like the internal piece of like, why are you actually starting your business? Who are you wanting to help with your business, like with your offerings, like getting really clear on that? Um, and so when I actually launched, I realized one, like I wasn't really, it was really hard to me to, for me to be clear about what I was actually doing 
like why why I was doing breathwork sessions, what people were gonna gain from breathwork sessions. Like um I realized I was kind of like in some ways like whitewashing my in quotes, I'm doing that, my experience around um breath work because I was really terrified that people were gonna think I was really weird for doing this thing, which, you know, I'm at this place now in my business where I've discovered like people are probably going to think what I'm doing is weird and like that's okay. And I can't really like care about that because ultimately like what I'm bringing forward is a gift that like people that it's for, they will here and like be called towards it and people that it's not for I like don't need to worry about it but I was trying so hard to like make my offering inclusive to everyone um when realistic but like in effort to do that I wasn't really sharing vulnerably about what I was doing or openly about what I was doing because I was like oh well are people are gonna gonna understand this is this gonna be too weird is this gonna be like too off-putting because to talk a little bit about like what even interested me in breath work and like I guess even to like go back to like there are versions of me and like people from my past that probably are like Brenna has a spiritual breathwork business what the fuck like because in college I was like that person that was drunk like every you know Tuesday Friday and Saturday night and like going out and like partying with everyone and like you know that type of like when I worked at the hotel we would you know, I would get off sometimes at like three o'clock because of the hours that I worked. And then we would just have a traveling party from three o'clock when we got got off until like 11 o'clock. Like that was just like, I mean, when I was younger, that was who I was in a lot of ways. And I also was not like, I think even thinking about my younger version of self when I was like 21, what I mean, even before that, but like what, let's say 18 to like 23 or 24, I like wasn't interested in meditating because that felt like the most boring, like snooze fest thing to do. Like why? Or like even like I remember being really judgmental to like, some of the people that I, you know, were older than me that like had taken a break from drinking or like weren't drinking as much. I was like, who wants to do that? Like who wants to like, to me, that felt like you are ending fun forever. And, um, so I don't think that I would have pictured myself being, uh, breathwork meditation facilitator, like kind of being in this spiritual space. But what attracted me to breathwork initially, like my first session was a surprise because I like had got an energy healing and breathwork was included in it. Um, And that was with Moana Snow, who has since become one of my teachers. But 
um, that session like really changed my perspective because I was looking for spiritual healing at that point because I, I really desperately wanted my life to change, but like seeing that, like, like being in a breathwork meditation where I like was completely opened up and just like felt like I released like pain and sadness and trauma from like the years prior within one session and like really cleared a lot of stuff out and did a lot of work within just one breathwork session I was kind of like, this is meditation. <laughs> like what? And then when I started going to group classes um, for breath work, like a lot of my draw to that was like the fact that they were kind of like a psychedelic experience. Like I, I liked going into a more altered state in meditation because I'm an Aquarius and like there's some, you know, I also have like both of my um my head center and my ajna in human design are open. I have a lot of open centers in human design in general. So like um I I really like in more traditional forms of meditation would have a lot of trouble actually turning my brain off because I constantly was like thinking. And so anything initially that was more a passive form of meditation, I was like, I'm not good at that because I can't visualize a, you know, orb without thinking about 500 other, like an orb of light without thinking about 500 other things. Or like, it just felt like very, boring and blah to me. Now I'm saying all of this and my perspective has changed around meditation a lot. And I, I do feel like I can meditate in a lot of other different ways now, but a lot of that was because I, in doing breath work, was able to create this like framework that, and actually introduce myself to meditation in a way that didn't feel like boring or, you know, like I wasn't doing it you know, you'll hear people saying like meditation is not doing anything for, you know, however long, an hour or 15 minutes. And breath work is so not like that. It's, it's much more similar to a workout and like you get into this kind of like altered state. It really felt like in a lot of ways, and you know, especially when I was introduced to it, the only place that I was able to like actually listen to like my own like inner knowing and like actually communicate with my intuition because I had so much other stimuli that was coming in. And like, um, it was, it, I feel like that was, you know, what drew me, but I didn't really articulate that because I was like, eh, like, psychedelics like that's too weird like who wants to like I is that gonna appeal to the masses or like the fact that you know even in like some of my first breathwork experience or not first but like in some of my early breathwork experiences I had some like really intense visions of like my highest self or like really intense visions of like you know, past lives or ancestral, you know, stories that 
were really interesting, but I like couldn't articulate well to like what breath of experiences you would have within breath work. And so, um, truthfully, like in kind of trying to like put my business into like a box or like trying to appeal to the masses with my, my work, um, I like really wasn't clear on how to communicate about my work or even how to, um, I was like really nervous and embarrassed about talking about it. And then in the meantime, I was also being drawn to things like the Akashic records, which like is, you know, weirder quote unquote than breath work or like, I guess more niche maybe, um, or things like human design, which like, I know it's huge and tons of people are talking about it, but also like sometimes I feel like I'm like (laughs) forcing it on some of the groups that I'm a part of less so now, but like, um, it's definitely not as mainstream as astrology. Um, and so I feel like talking about it, there are a lot more people that are like, what is human design? But like, um, recently, I guess all of that to say recently, I've been like, or I came to the realization probably within the last year that like, I'm always going to be weirder or doing like the weirder thing than like probably most of the people that are in my immediate space. And that's kind of always been the case for my whole life. And so I might as well just honor that instead of, um, instead of, you know, trying to shy away from that. And I also should look at it as that's my gift. Like, oh, it's perfect that like most of the people that are in my space don't know about the Akashic Records because that's something that I can learn more about and share and like distribute or, you know, it's perfect that like I can expose people to human design or meditating in a different way. Like that is something that I can provide as a gift instead of looking at it like for the longest time, I feel like I was terrified when I would have a business idea or I would bring something forward about something that I was studying or doing next and you would see like people's, I would see people's eyes glaze over or, you know, like terror in their face of like, what is that? Or like, you're doing that? Or like, oh, that's nice that you're doing that. But what are you actually doing for money? Because, you know, that's not a realistic thing. Um, And I've realized I have to kind of like put that aside and let that go because, you know, if I'm not honoring my uniqueness, I'm not actually doing what I'm here to Um, I'm not actually doing what I'm here to do. Um, And so I wanted to talk a little bit about like, if I were to do it again, maybe what I would have done differently. And, you know, my process is has led me here. And so there's some aspect of it being, you know, exactly as it should be. But I also, um, it took me years to like come to this place where I'm beginning to like honor and actually like 
I feel like creates some momentum and like what I'm doing. And so I would love if, you know, even one person listening maybe was able to streamline their path a little bit more than I was. Um, so as I've talked about a lot, honoring your uniqueness early. So I see a lot of people that I talk to that are like, you know, it's like, what do you really want to do? Or what are you spending time like talking about or looking at? Like, what are you Googling late at night? What rabbit holes are you going down on YouTube? And then, you know, they'll talk about that and they're like, ah, but like, I don't know that that's really a good idea or like I'm confused about this, that, or the other, whatever. And oftentimes that's the direction that you're supposed to go in. I'm a manifesting generator, so I'm speaking through a particular lens, but, um, you know, there are a lot of us manifesting generators and a lot of times we'll get like roped into these shoulds, like I should be doing this or I should be doing that. And in many ways, like, for example, me starting this podcast um, is very much aligned with my energy and the natural way that I like am able to most easily share about the things that I'm doing. Talking is the easiest for me. Having conversations with other people is um, something that always lights me up. It very, like, it virtually never drains me. I like pretty much always am came to like have a conversation with someone like in almost any medium. So, um, well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, talking is my preferred medium, but like, I really love connecting with people and I love connecting with people on spiritual subjects like this and like really like listening to people talk about them. And so, this was like such a clear pathway for me to go with my business and with like really creating content and um and in many ways was like honoring not only like my uniqueness but also like what comes easy to me which is my next thing like honoring like what really comes easy to you if you know that like writing comes easiest to you um like there's always going to be people that will say like you know podcasting is too saturated or youtube is too saturated or blogging is too saturated like there's there's always going to be messaging about like what platform like you can't be successful on and there are people that somehow find success on all of these different platforms no matter when they start or what way they go so I think that and even if like let's say there are many people that start you know a blog and then eventually move on to YouTube or eventually start a podcast but like if you already have a place that you know or a way that you really easily show up doing something like I mean, I'm going to start doing more Instagram lives um, um, because I know that talking is really easy to me and um, I know that video editing and like some of this other stuff is not. And so um, for me, it feels easiest and like, you know, we'll see how that takes me or like what, you know, where that brings me next. But I think that like... um, if you are feeling like 
really stuck about what direction you should go in or, you know, um, feel like you're listening to all the, like, well, I should be here. I should do this or I should do that. Like what feels easiest for you and going in that direction first, like probably is the best first step because then that creates a foundation from which you can build. Um, the other thing is starting to build an aligned community with similar interests and goals. Um, and you know, this is a process, but for me, this has been com- so integral and in actually being able to feel more confident in my business and, you know, the communities that I've kind of been a part of, I have, you know, a group of, um, of people that I talk to about manifestation stuff and um, Lacey Phillips work. Um, and that has been so helpful because we've been able to support each other. But it's also a group of people that are already within this space. So if I'm talking to them about the Akashic Records or breath work or kind of what I'm doing, like they're like sort of, they're not going to like look at me with like I have three heads, which has been so huge. And that group or that community is something that is built in several different ways over the past since 2019 or the end of 2019. So, um, it's been a while and it's been so beautiful and such a, they've really seen me go through all sorts of different iterations within my journey. Um, and then the other community that has been amazing is um, I went to a training with Milana Snow Wellness Official and a lot of the people that have been on this podcast I met through that training. Um, and Milana is amazing and she has, um, you know, she has a monthly offering called um, the Monthly Integration. It's a monthly breathwork session um, and energy healing, um, but there's also a community aspect um, to it. If that's something that feels aligned to you anyway, I definitely recommend it. Um, but that community has really been so integral in me being supported in like actually honoring my business as a real business because there not only were other entrepreneurs that were on similar paths to me, But also just like, again, other people that I could talk to about this stuff that were kind of a safe haven and like had I wasn't crazy or weird around them because they've also had experiences with, you know, seeing visions and meditation or like having like really felt connected to breathwork meditation as a medium or energy healing um, or, you know, the Akashic Records is like in some ways maybe like a mediumship art, although I I don't currently connect with people from the other side. Uh, like there are aspects of the Akashic Records where sometimes messages like that can come through or I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily from specific people, but sometimes like specific memories or um it's maybe not coming through me as like, oh, your aunt that passed away is stepping forward. But like I've shared messages in session that, um, you know, the person that I'm reading for has taken as a message from a family member. Um, 
And there are people that are within my like wellness official community that are doing work like that, like in mediumship or in, you know, some of these other aspects of um, spirituality that I really can learn and grow from. And so whatever, um, wherever you're interested in starting your business, or maybe you're already starting your business, finding like peers that you can actually talk to, um, and like actually inserting yourself into communities and truly with like social media and the various different like communities that are out there nowadays, you can really find like connection points in so many different places. And so putting yourself out there and really seeking those communities, at least for me, has been so helpful because, um, you start to build in cheerleaders within your life um, when, you know, there may be like when you're doing something that's as hard as like starting your own business or being an entrepreneur, you really need people. It can be very lonely and like it can be really helpful to have people that are in your corner kind of get what's going on. And so that's been super helpful and important for me. Um, and then also, um, just like a bit on like strategy, I guess, like there are things that, so for example, within like starting this podcast, um, there are things that like you, I work with the studio, obviously that was the decision that I made. Um, and I would honestly recommend to, um, anyone that's wanting to start a podcast or a show, um, but you know, doesn't want to do the tech learning curve. There's some people that that's like really something that excites them and is, is something that they like, you know, um, they want to do, or maybe out of necessity have to do because of the location that they're in or whatever. But like, there are so many different resources out there for like, having remote editing or like even talking to someone about um about how to like set up your tech like doing like a cons- consultation with someone to like really get more information um about like starting this sort of stuff can be really helpful um and can i feel like sometimes get you out of that like perfectionist uh spiral because um a lot of times when you're starting something new there is going to be an attempt or like I know for me someone that struggles with perfectionism there's going to be an attempt to do it the most perfect way that you could ever do it and it truly is a fallacy because um you're never going to be perfect like it, it's just not it's not going to happen. And so, and like, truthfully, once I started the show, like initially when you're starting out, like you want it to like look so perfect and be so professional. And then like, there are like 10 people listening. (laughs) So like it's, and I'm only saying that and I'm being really transparent about that because in a lot of ways that felt like a relief because I was like, oh good, like I can, you know, start to like kind of assemble while I'm like some people, there's something that's like build while while flying. Like 
as I'm like starting, I'm in a better position to perfect some of this stuff and like improve and make things better each week as I'm actually releasing these episodes instead of spending, you know, um, months trying to plan and predict what you're going to be able to do perfectly when like it's all hypothetical. It's so much harder. And like, um, I feel like um, even in like to get back to like the strategy, like I think sometimes within like that perfectionist narrative, you can actually become distracted from the things that you do need to get done. Like, oh, I do need to have like cover art for my show or I do need to have an idea about like what my show is about or how often I want to release it or um you know what platform I'm using to host the show or whatever or um like if I'm going to like where I'm going to actually have things placed um on my website like all of that different stuff and some of that you can build while doing and then there are some things that you actually need to like set up beforehand but like you know actually going through those questions of like what do I need to get started what do I actually need to get started and then like making a plan like making a decision and making a plan to actually start And also realizing that like most of this stuff you can change as you go. So like your first show notes that you do are probably not going to be the most perfect, like best show notes ever. But like as you grow your show, you're going to get better at it. And like you could, there are so many templates out there that you could invest in as you like, you know, or like videos that you can watch. But like feeling like you need to do all of that stuff beforehand, like you're, you're really preventing yourself from like actually allowing yourself to like be seen and to grow. And I'm, I'm saying that through the lens of a podcast, but it's also like with your business as well. There's so many different, like there are so many different things that I spent so many hours Googling that literally didn't matter at all. And I guess like as, you know, a uh, kind of a sub point of that, like that's another reason to like reach out to other people within your community. And I, I say that or like reach out to other people that like are doing something similar to Um, what you're doing and I say that with a grain of like take any advice that they give with a grain of salt because you know everyone has like a different experience and everyone is unique so like you have to do what works for you and if like they're saying I built success by by building my email list um, or you know I built success by having a YouTube channel but that's not something that's like feels easiest for you or whatever like like some of the specifics, like you don't need to worry about as much, but like things like, oh, like what free tools can I use? Or like what different platform, like scheduling platforms did you, like all of the different logistical questions or even like they're weird. I do a lot of my sessions over Zoom. They're weird little like Zoom tricks that I've learned over like doing sessions for a while that like um, have made my sessions flow more seamlessly or whatever, like 
taking in any sort of advice like that can be super helpful to actually like getting started and like realizing that you're not alone and that like it's okay to not do everything perfectly because you know this is something that you're hopefully building for the long term it's not something that you're building um you know just to get you through the next couple of months and so it's okay for there to be like a trajectory and a build and for it to not look exactly like the person that you are looking up to that has been at it for 6 years straight or whatever it is um so yeah i i hope that was helpful um and i I just want to, wherever you are on your journey, you know, I know that there are some entrepreneurs that are listening to this podcast and there are some that are maybe not, wherever you are on your journey, um, I, it's exactly perfect for where you need to be. And I'm, I'm confident that you'll figure out, figure things out that are um, most aligned with what you deserve and um, with what your potential is. And I hope this just serves as as a little encouragement towards that path. I want to talk a little bit about um, things that are coming up for spirit to meditation or currently in, you know, in flow. Um, there's always a little bit of a delay to like these episodes being released. Um, but I am, um, currently doing, um, weekly group breathwork meditation classes. They're virtual, um, and they're on Wednesday evenings at 5 30 PM Pacific. Um, so, and, um, you know, they're, affordable at this point. They're $15 for the session. It's about an hour and 15 minutes. We do like a little bit of like journaling or embodiment to kind of lead us in. And then we do, you know, about 45 minutes of meditation. Um, they're really great. I'm, I did my first one this past week. So probably the, by the time this episode comes out, I'll have you know, a couple of weeks under my belt, but I'm really excited to be doing them again. Um, and yeah, I'm really having fun, like planning for them and really, um, doing group breathwork sessions again. It's really fun. So I would love to see you there. Um, they're great for anyone that has not done breathwork meditation before. Beginners are completely um, welcome and it's great, a great introduction for you. Um, and then it's also great for anyone that has like a existing breathwork meditation practice or an existing meditation practice, but just wants, um, you know, maybe a break from having to facilitate for themselves or whatever, um, wants me to kind of take the reins in the facilitation. I know that I definitely welcome that, um, for myself and my own practice. Um, and then I also, you know, have my one-on-one sessions that I've been doing. Those are still available, but something that I'm, um, opening up is a coaching program within Spirit to Meditation. It's going to be focused specifically on 
aspiring entrepreneurs who are also um, spiritually conscious um, because we'll be using tools like human design, a little bit of astrology, um, breath work, and the Akashic Records um, to kind of guide you through actually clarifying what you want to do and then creating some strategy for action steps. Um, and I'll be supporting you through that process. Something that I realized I really was craving within my business was actually being able to support people longer term because, you know, with one-on-one sessions, um, you know, people pop in and you get like a nugget of their experience or like a problem that they're they're having and then you work with them and then they leave. And I really wanted to be able to um, support people and see people through a transformation um, and um, kind of give people the cheerleading and the vision holding that um, I really like you know, I think anyone would like to have on their entrepreneurial journey of feeling like you're not alone. The other thing that I I really wanted or like want to um, do within these coaching sessions is help people to have more clarity so that they can be more strategic in what they do next with regard to their business. So have more clarity on like who they need to talk to next or maybe like what courses are kind of on their docket that they want to add so that I know something that definitely existed in my journey was like a lot of like um, ping-ponging to different stuff, which, you know, I'm a manifesting generator. It's natural for that to happen. Um, But also I thought that every course that I took was going to be like the next answer to like, oh, after I take this course and like add this certification, then all of the clients are going to come flowing in. And that wasn't actually the case because in a lot of the courses I was taking, I was adding additional skill sets, which is wonderful and beautiful, but I wasn't, I still wasn't getting any clearer on exactly who I was talking to or how I was going to share about that stuff. And so I think that um, that's something that I hope you know, to really help clients with through this program. So if you're interested, this program at this point in time is still like in the beta stages. So it's, you know, perfect for anyone that's um, wanting to kind of be on um, ground zero of this program being built and really contribute to that. And um, an aspect of that is it's probably going to be priced the lowest that it will ever be priced. So if that feels interesting to you at all, I'll have linked below um, an application to the program and we can set up a time to chat to see if it's really an aligned fit for the both of us. Um, But I'm really excited um, for, you know, this journey that I'm on with all of you. And um, the last thing I want to say is um, if there are, if there's anything that you guys are really interested in hearing more about um, from the podcast, please send me a DM because um, sometimes it feels like I'm shooting these into the void and I, 
I love it when people reach out to me and say that they enjoy episodes. It like warms my heart so much. So anyone that has reached out, I I so appreciate you. Um, And I also would love to hear from people like topics that they're really interested in or, you know, um, maybe people that they want to hear more from that have been on the podcast already or, um, you know, topics that they want to hear more about that I maybe haven't explored. Um, yeah, just send me a DM on Instagram. Um, I'm at Spiritum Meditation and I'll have it linked below as always. But um, I would love to hear more feedback from all of you of like kind of what you're interested in, even like hearing more about from this podcast and giving me some stuff to respond to in that regard. Um, so anyways, I will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the For Your Healing Pleasure podcast. You can listen to us on all podcast platforms as well as watch the video on YouTube. To keep up with this podcast, please subscribe. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us a review. I really appreciate it. To keep up with Spiritum Meditation and this podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at Spiritum Meditation. If you would like to book a session with me, you can do so at SpiritumMeditation.com.